Hello, welcome to episode 3 of Hey, Don't Touch That with your hosts, Brian Kong and Jordan Leach. On today's episode, we have a special guest, our friend and yours, James Patrick. We'll be doing our regular segments as well as catching up. So Jordan, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Can't complain. It's been a... Uh, actually, it was a pretty nice day. Today is actually my four... Four-year anniversary, wedding anniversary. Congrats. Oh, yeah, this is a happy day on my phone. I have all the pictures of our time in the Dominican. <clears throat> so it was a good time. I'm a, I, I, I look at those days fondly. It was a, yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. So um, congrats. Happy anniversary. No, thank you. Did you guys do anything uh, special? Yeah, so we, no, we uh, Monroe went to my aunt's for the whole day, which is nice. Oh, nice. And then uh, we basically did nothing all day. We just sat oh, at okay. home and did watched our own shows. And then we went out to, uh, where did we go? We went to Uccellino's or? Oh, Mucolino's. Uccellio's. Yeah. Okay, I think Uccellino. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. What kind of food do they have? Uh, it's all Italian. And it's all like family, like what do you call it, family style. Oh, nice. So you got to, yeah, you got to order it. All at once. So basically, uh, the worst type of meal yeah. to have during COVID. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just me and my wife, so yeah, no, no, I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are you, what are you really gonna do? <laughs> what are you really gonna do? So, That's right. Yeah, it was expensive as shit. Yeah, but Sounds like we nice. got three appetizers, like two mains, which we all shared, and then. Uh, I had I we each had a couple. Well, I had some alcoholic drinks. She had some non-alcoholic ones, and I think the bill was like over two hundred bucks with tip. Oh, nice! Not bad. Yeah, so it was a good one. Yeah, so I'm nice and full. Uh, yeah, and other than that, I watched a little bit of football today. I really got into this show called Yellowstone. What's Yellowstone? What's it on? It's uh, <laughs> it's on the illegal streaming services, <laughs> but uh, it's about. Uh, a ranch owner in like Montana. Okay. Uh, basically, just fighting for his land. And I know that doesn't sound very like awesome, but when you start watching it, it's actually quite compelling. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I so if I let's say if I was uh, making that uh, James Patrick money, you know, how how would I find this show? It would it be on HBO? I don't know what it's on. I think it's on Paramount Network, whatever that oh, is. Oh, okay. I think that's what Spike so TV used to I, be. Yeah, that's okay. right. So I found it on Cody, on my Cody box. So, yeah, illegal streaming services are the way to go. Not bad. Not bad. What you get up to? What you get up to today? Today, oh god. Well, we yeah, woke up, had breakfast with our family, and went to our sea can for the last time. Hopefully. Oh, yep. unloading some more furniture. Yeah, so we have to bring some. St- like I, I've got to take some, uh, bring some stuff back home next week, and then mm-hmm. I've got, yeah, we just we have uh, our valuable life documents there. So my wife can't actually get her become an official resident of BC until she provides some documents of her identification, such as a birth certificate and our marriage certificate. Which is all in our sea yeah, lost, lose. Oh, We thought we lost it. Surprised you didn't burn it. <laughs> Surprised we didn't burn Mine, it. I don't, I don't even know if we have one that exists, to be quite honest. You would have had it from the civil ceremony, would you not? 
that probably okay i haven't seen nothing <laughs> also i'm officially a resident of uh, british columbia now i had to surrender my alberta oh. driver's license yeah i got a special video for you when i put on the new plates oh I'll, I'll make sure i send oh. that to you is that like trading in like a cowboy hat for a uh, bag of weed <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it is in bc like uh what their staple is what they're unofficially known for but not really known for like Alberta, you think of like lots of people think of all oh, the redneck cowboys, but like in the big cities, there's not really much of that. Not maybe yeah. rednecks, but I don't know like how many. I haven't seen any cowboy hats around Edmonton. <laughs> well, very few. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't you haven't hung up with a lot of white people, I guess. <laughs> I've seen cowboy hats. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what the unofficial okay. thing here is. It's actually quite similar out in uh out here in penticton it's uh, relatively conservative compared to the rest of the compared to the rest of the province from what i understand so we definitely have it's it's basically going from a cowboy hat to a cowboy hat yeah yeah i i honestly think or depends you want to be a cowboy no. like you brian you brian you want to be a cowboy i used to like i think you used, used to, to until you met no Sa- until you no, met no. Salish. It's actually until all the BLM and be like cognizant. Okay, I'll tell you this. So I was pr- like for a while. I think you and a lot of our friends know that I was like I was our resident country music uh, aficionado. I was I was uh what's this the OG Ben, our friend Ben who claims to like country music can't identify any of the songs that I tell him. Anyway. And I used to love love listening to country music and whatnot. And then one day, one day when uh, we had our daughter at the time, I have our daughter, and my my uh, sister in law was just like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna play you all this country music, and I'm gonna turn you into, we're gonna turn you into a little country girl." And then literally from that moment on, I hated country music. It was just like, no, I have a duty to protect my daughter. I have a duty to get her to listen to good music and i have a duty to be a just get her to be proud of you know not being a uh, stereotypical country music listener anyway so i can't, can't stand country these days can't stand it all right <laughs> so uh before you know what why don't we do we're just doing this on the fly i guess why don't uh, you introduce us to our guest i think he's here right now can you give him an intro this man is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, a father of two, and possibly one of the best storytellers of his generation. He does something with computers, I don't know what, but he is a personal friend of the show, Mr. James Patrick. Cut our guest of the day today, Mr. James Petrick. How's it going, James? It's going pretty well. Even though on your thing it shows Nathan Patrick, so are you using your son's computer? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my two year old had a uh, a Zoom sport ball class earlier this evening. Oh, 
here this afternoon. What the hell's sport ball? Sport it's not ball? like a sport. <clears throat> it's like if you want your kid to get some exposure to different ball-based sports and they are <laughs> under the age of three or four, you put them in sport ball and they do like different obstacle courses and expose them to different like all the different sports you can play with a ball like soccer and baseball and it's just it's chaos it's total chaos so how's the little nate dog doing like how like as an athlete what are <laughs> does he show some promise yeah in, in some things he does in sport ball no uh <laughs> it's it's a they, they switched to, to uh, zoom classes because of the uh sort of partial lockdown in place but it was in person and the, the age range is uh like 18 months to three and a half years, which is a crazy age range because yeah. like, you've gone through kids with like between those age ranges and there's a total difference in, in capabilities there. But I think I get it now. I think the older kids are supposed to set an example for the younger kids, but my kid just uh, instructors like explaining a drill and he's just sprinting back and forth and screaming. And it's just, it's, it's, it sounds pretty chaotic. Really embarrassing. <laughs> It sounds pretty intense at home too. Like I'd imagine the whole reason why you put your kid in sport ball is to get them out of your house and <laughs> burn off yeah, a lot of energy. They, they went to Zoom classes and then we were the only ones that showed up last week. And so like, and I have the like, <coughs> worst behaved kid in the, in the class. And so I'm <laughs> the instructor would yeah. have like signed on and she'd be like, Oh God, it's Nathan. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, I can't even ignore him. Like I normally do. It's because I have no other kids to talk to. And so, <laughs> She, she, I have to give her credit. She like at the end of a day of teaching kids over Zoom, she put in the whole class time. That was two weeks ago. This week, uh, we shut her down halfway through. She didn't. <laughs> we were like, well, we can't handle this here. It's, yeah, it's okay. We'll let you just like end your day early because it's not working. <laughs> uh, James, we should actually get you to uh, give us a quick rundown of what you do because I did a horrible job before this. I basically said you'd do something with computers. You told me what it was before. I just can't remember. Um, explain what, what you do for a living and your company and what they do. Because it is quite interesting. Is it now? Can well, we want to remember. Those? Well, I think what people do for a living and whether or not it's interesting is pretty subjective. But uh, you apparently find it interesting. Well, yeah. Like if I told you I'm a plumber, you're like, well, okay. Well, I know what you do. Interesting enough to not not to actually know what I do, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a plumber, you at least we know what you do, yeah, and yeah. also you have some useful skill. Mm-hmm. I think both myself and James, the skills that we both possess, like, like I'm, I, I'd say they were they're not super useful, practical in the real world. No. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I cut you <laughs> off. I have totally like downselling you, but go ahead. So what do you do? Guy. I work as the technical director for a software company called TIQ Software. Um, we do like uh, online learning courses and, and we sell courses in different fields. And um, our main specialty right now is, is basically product knowledge. So some of our biggest clients, like, so we have like uh, clients in the cannabis space, for example. So they distribute their products all over the world and they expect people to sell them and, and want to sell their product off their shelves because they're carrying products from a whole bunch of different companies and, and so, uh, but uh, as you can imagine, in the current climate, uh, 
that's pretty hard to, you can't send like a traveling salesman around the world to be like, Hey, you should sell our product. Like imagine a cigar salesman who wants like a convenience store to sell their cigars <laughs> where it's like, so we have, we have like, so really big for us right now is product knowledge because of what's kind of happened in the business climate. So uh, if you're selling a particular product, that could be a company that uses, they develop courses in our system and then distributors will log in and they'll sort of learn about the product through our online learning uh methodology in games which is kind of it's like gamified learning has uh has covid made you busier yeah yeah for sure uh just because because there is this refocus into like well what can we do without being in person and this Mm -hmm. is definitely like learning in your web browser rather than in person is uh is a um it is obviously taking off a little bit more uh, than it, than in the past, and then and for for us, and so nothing changed for us, um, which was kind of good and bad. Like some people, like as long as they had solid employment, they kind of got a couple week break there. <laughs> they maybe they still had their job, but they're just like, well, we can't go into the office, or they're going to figure out how we're going to like do this from home. We're like, we were already from home. So some people were like, oh, I'm getting a break. And for us, it was like, we were just gotten immediately busier. And there was no break, <laughs> there is no I mean, break for I you. I realized I sound very privileged. So it's like, oh yeah, I had this job I was never going to lose. And we got busier. <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so James, how do you know, like, how do we know each other? When would, uh, like, how did I meet you? Do you remember? Do you remember how you met Jordan? Uh, October of 2006. Oh, wow. I believe. And uh, Brian and I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes, I think in the same month, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was a week apart. A week apart. And so Brian started his uh, his martial arts journey in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is sort of my sport of choice these days for pre-pandemic days. And... Uh, and that's what that was Brian's very briefly as well until he well, he still does it, but he uh, kind of allegedly, allegedly, he still does it. Found the stand up arts as well. So. I'm really, you know, what if you could, if there was an award, if there's a ranking for how shitty one is after spending the amount of time that they spend on something. <laughs> so, like, I'm still very, very, very bad. At jiu-jitsu, I tell people I've been doing it since 2006 and they don't actually believe me. <laughs> I would, I, I'm definitely in the top three for that type of thing. I've been training anyway, for 14 years, apparently. <laughs> I've been training for 14 years and I still can't not give up my back. It's funny. And I meet like, your, what? I do like Go those ahead. grips in, uh, in BC, Brian, those wrist grips that you've been perfecting over the years. Oh, oh actually, you know what? I, uh, that's, so I can't hit my child obviously and i gotta watch what i say around her now just is more for my thing so if she screws up it's the the uh dad death lock on her wrist and involves the wrist lock the, the wrist it involves the wrist and you is know what like i actually the have to cross face mm. we well it's not. when i grab her forearm and <laughs> squeeze it as hard as i can and then sometimes i'll grab both her legs in one hand and squeeze them as hard as i can but I can't. I have to actually watch that because then, then she cries and it actually hurts. <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like Sorry. abuse to me. But 
<laughs> I digress. You know what? That's maybe I'm just telling this for entertainment. Value. What's that called? Yeah. Isn't it called uh, uh, a snake bite or what was that called? No, 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 no. The twist. snake bite you twist. I've just grip. Mm-hmm. Oh, it okay. just grips and squeezes as hard as he can. It's quite painful. You're just giving that like forcible grip, like if you're pulling someone into like a dark alley or something. It's de- it's definitely not a, su- a submission in any way. It has no uh, practical application except for maybe on on uh, on toddlers, on children. Yeah, <laughs> seems that way. But he, he does use it on adults, just the same. Yeah. So I've I've done the uh, grip. People are surprised at my grip strength. Um, mm-hmm. When they find out what I do, good. which is sit on my desk, yeah. A desk and then we jockey. met Jordan after. The, yeah, desk jockey. And then Jordan, we, James, how'd you meet him? The same time I met him, but just for people who don't know. I don't know what year it was. Two thousand nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two thousand nine. Through jujitsu as well. I think I taught uh, Jordan's introductory. He did. Class. Bra- uh, James, when I first met him, had a shaved head. He's getting ready yeah. for, actually, I don't know if he was, uh, were, were you getting ready for your first and only MMA fight? Yeah. Yeah. I trained for three, only fought once. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, it was like, I mean, I don't know. I think it's probably worse now, but like back then it was like, you'd get offered, offered a match, but like, there was no contract until like a week or two before because promoters would pretend they had opponents for you. And, um, it was terrible, but, uh, um, disheartening to go through like six or eight weeks of like training five or six days a week. And then like learn that the promoter was just pretending he had an opponent. Or the promoter <laughs> was, it's, you know how you and I, you have something where you're just bullshitting with friends. It's called, brainstorming or whatnot promoters would tell you hey i gotta fight you should fight so and so and it's but it's actually just brainstorming and they, yeah. they don't actually have an idea of what they're doing yeah james was actually <laughs> one promoter the promoter that the three of us all kind of know sort of personally was like hey james should fight mukai moromo <laughs> and then yeah yeah he's good on he's does very good and at the time james was i think a blue belt in jujitsu so he didn't, James, he, didn't say that, did he? he legit said that he was just like, yeah, James and Mukai, I think it'd be a good fight. I, I think I was just like, yeah, you should probably check Mukai's uh, resume. <laughs> At that time, Mukai was a uh, yeah. decorated Canadian Muay Thai champ, fought Lang Som Kram, fought him, but he's a, a freaking Thai legend. One of GSP's uh, Muay Thai coaches from one of his fights. Anyway. And uh, they wanted our buddy, buddy old boy, uh, buddy pal here, James, to fight him. So I thought that was a bad idea. I thought that was interesting. Is uh, but so that like that that's that's uh, it's saddening to hear something like that because you know in a situation like that it's just like Makai would be uh, like if there was a critique, it'd be like oh like what how's his ground game? And like back then, a blue or purple belt was like. higher end in the city and they'd be like oh we'll throw him throw him a blue belt and uh and now he's legit kind of thing and it's like i mean you just be thrown and be getting thrown into the wolves there yeah i mean they're trying to build that makai and i'm uh cannon fodder i'm 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 supposed to be the cannon fodder you're literally a poster boy at one point 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good, like interesting matchups to make amongst like even the local BJJ and MMA scene of people with like similar experience in terms of like what they've been training in. And like, these are the types of matchups that promoters want to make. Um, I mean, luckily all those promoters are out of business these days, but anyway, yeah. So that's how we all met. So James, we actually uh, just moving on. We have this segment we like to do. It's called our podcast length beer review. So Jordan, myself, and I'm guessing you, we all have individual beers that we're going to be drinking. Do you have your beer with you, James? I do. Yeah. All right. So why don't you start us off? Tell us what beer you're drinking today for this podcast. Well, I went into my, uh, my fridge and I was hoping that to have an interesting beer. It's semi interesting. I've pulled out a uh, blind man brewing river session ale. Ooh. Oh, wow. I've been big into session ales uh, over this time and uh, I don't even know what a session ale really is. I think it's like a less intense IPA. That's just the my. Yeah, there is like a, 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 mo- a sort of a, a, a modest IPA kind of flavor to it. Anyway, I find them quite delicious. So whenever I find them, I see them in a liquor store, I'll usually pick up something. Uh, my favorite session ale actually comes from uh, uh, oh, it's slipping my mind right now, but it's, it's not, okay. not this one. Wonderful. But I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't have it in my fridge. So I luckily had this one and uh, this is the one I'm going to try. It's 4.4% alcohol, 473 milliliter can. I uh, remember from one of your previous episodes that Brian was it Brian you like the tall boys and Jordan doesn't because he can't drink them fast enough. Wow, uh, he's not only, he's not only a guest; he's a fan. <laughs> did I say that? All right, I'm about to drink a tall boy. Yeah, it's not in the summer. Did. Not in oh, the summer. Not in the summer. Yeah, unless you're drinking it from like a right. chilled mug. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Jordan, I, what you got? I'm drinking a, a Holsten. It's another German beer. And another one that falls under the German purity law of 1516. And if you listen to a previous episode, uh, I drank a previous beer, the uh, Erdinger. Is that what it was? Erdinger? Uh, yeah, that fell under the same law. So I can't remember what it was, but it was just like malt, hops, and wheat, possibly. Uh, anyway, this is a 5%er. It's premium. Yeah produced in germany so that's what i'll be drinking brian all right so my beer for tonight is also from like my last beer from the phillips brewing and malting company it is their solaris 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 white peach ale now it is a 4.3 percent alcohol beer which is you know i need that because anything too intense i'll get drunk and if you want to see me drunk Listen to the last episode. Anyway, so it's in a tall boy can. And as James correctly remembers, I like these because it makes the beer taste better. Mm. Okay. Cheers, guys. That's our, we'll come back to these beers at the end of the segment. Yeah. Yeah, Did someone say Prost? I did. Okay. No. Well, cheers. See, I like how James is drinking out of a mug. That was actually good. He's not drinking like a savage out of a can like Brian. Yeah, I drink things like Coors Light or something like that. (laughs) The slices. Anything that's uh, not the generic stuff your dad drinks. Then, James, what's uh, up? You just had your second kid here. And he's Mm -hmm. how old now? He's going to be 
two weeks. Month? He's only two, two weeks, weeks old. Two weeks old as of today. Wow, how's it been? Congrats. <clears throat> what was that, Jordan? How's it been? It's been a uh, sort of rude awakening back into taking care of an infant. New challenges. Oh, yeah. We also have a toddler. Um, but also a reminder of how much a baby that uh, young is attached to their mother. <laughs> so it's been a lot of games and Nathan time is my oldest. How's that going? Good. Does Good. he still call you James? It's been uh, James. He called me James today, actually. Oh, God. Did uh, you beat him after he that? He said it properly. No, it was, uh, was kind of cute when he said it. It's, wasn't doing it to trash talk me like the previous times. <laughs> but it's good. It was, it's interesting. It's funny you were mentioning your, uh, about your wrist grab on your, on your eldest daughter. And because uh, uh, we, so yesterday we were supposed to go tobogganing. We pulled the trigger. I have this thing as a dad because I've seen it so many times where like parents have these empty threats where they're just like oh if you don't put your boots on then we're not gonna go but like they're always gonna go because they want to go right and so with me it was just i don't want to ever do that i don't want to ever have an empty threat so we put like yesterday he was like he does this thing where he like he says he doesn't want to do we're putting his snow pants on he's like oh i don't want to do it and we're like okay but then we're not gonna go he's like okay i'll do it and then he you go to put him on. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he starts crying or laughing. He's just a whole mixed range of emotions. So yesterday I was just like, okay, well, then we're not going to go. And then my wife left with the dog and the youngest for a walk and he threw a tantrum for 30 minutes while they were gone. And that was hopefully the lesson he was going to learn. I still think he's a little young for learning hard lessons like that. But today there was a, we want, we were, we were for sure going to go to the toboggan hill and like so i was not going to threaten him with anything but all i did was trash talk him for like 30 minutes but i was a black belt in jujitsu and and like there's not going to be any negotiation this time i'm just going to pin him down and i'm going to put all of his things on and you're going to make record time and it was incredibly successful (laughs) he cried a little bit um but when we were out of the house in five minutes my wife did something very similar to to my daughter one time. She's like, you got to stop fighting with daddy because daddy, daddy's going to fight back and daddy's good at fighting. I was just like, yes, daddy is good at fighting. I actually, when I need to dress, uh, dress my daughter, it's if, if shit's going like, we got to go, it's a body triangle, <clears throat> body triangle. And I'm getting the clothes on. That's probably, I think it's your, one of your better moves that you can do to a child. You said your wife said you're good at fighting. So I don't know why I'm thinking about this. What makes her think that? (laughs) I'm not saying that you're not. I'm saying that you're a good fighter. In my eyes, you're awesome. But to to your wife, what makes she hasn't seen you in the gym training? She's only seen like a few fights, and maybe those haven't gone so well. (laughs) I don't listen. Listen, I I think we'll we'll just have to leave that for the. Mrs. Kong portion of or, or my wife's interview. Okay, I'll say I'm gonna happens. I'm gonna bank that question for when we interview your wife. Let's do that. But yeah. let's actually I'm gonna have the same question for James. What <laughs> what is your wife's uh, uh what is your wife's assessment ex- assessment of your fighting ability? She knows you're a black belt. It's not. What does that mean though? I don't think it's solid. I, I don't. I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> she she witnessed my debacle in the, in the MMA ring, and it didn't go that well. And uh, she hasn't really seen me train much. Um, no one has for the most so part lately. <laughs> like, she she takes my word for it that there's at least some experience there. Um, but like I, I don't, I, I still get this impression she, she there's this underlying kind of thought that she doesn't share out loud that she thinks i'm just a little shit well from what i remember that night when i remember that night one of her friends said james got his ass kicked and i was gonna whoop that guy's ass because i was just like you have no idea man yeah i mean and i wouldn't even say i mean i lost and I, but like i mean there's ass kickings in a ring and it gets much worse than that so oh yeah we know i definitely know <laughs> it could be a fast night that's then, you know at least mean, you got a few a few rounds it's not a great argument though on my behalf where it's just like well that's the worst you've seen it could have been worse it's like well this is no, worst not even in we're not even talking about and like mma fights or mm. whatever like just the fact that she knows you've been training for x amount of period mm. uh 06 what's that 14 years mm. uh and then yeah you're bjj black belt now for how long if you got your black belt Four, three, four uh, years I got ago? my black belt in 2015. So, so five years ago. Five years, holy crap. Um, I only get this because my wife asked me, she's like, it's kind of like, well, what does a black belt mean even? It's like, well, I don't really know. Oh, James is a black belt. And she's like, and? <laughs> so <laughs> like, like for, the, for our wives, it's like, what does that really mean to them? It really means yeah. nothing. No. Yeah, because Raina's in a similar like she hasn't really seen much either, right? That you've done, and so. No, I think we saw. She saw a demo. That's about it. My brown belt demo. I think. I I think when it when it comes like when you're watching like I think it's hard for them to understand that like you see this huge guy who's really strong or something, or like a football player with no fighting experience or like bodybuilder is a classic example. Um, or some just dumb meathead who likes to fight but has no skill and just aggressive personality. And like, I think it's hard for them, like, uh, wives to wrap their head around that, like, like me, like, fairly unassuming, not that large guy. Like, and, and this isn't to brag, and I don't know how it comes across to the listeners, but like, it's just, it's okay, just the two of them will probably it's just, just, it's just a matter of fact that like after i had been training and i'm not gifted by any means and so this is somebody more gifted like jordan's a very gifted grappler brian's a very gifted uh stand-up fighter like i'm not gifted in either of those things but like after i had trained for like a couple of years like the average human being regardless of how big they are would get taken down and submitted in like a minute or two like it's just kind of the way the sport works but like it's hard to until somebody else sees that they won't believe that they just like you got to see it or you have to feel it right yeah that's fair enough it's definitely i think oh go ahead no you go yeah i think especially for jujitsu it's tough for people to understand how foreign something like that is if you've just never done it and just how like helpless you um people who are untrained really are when they're doing you know jujitsu you kind of you lose perspective of it because the people you you're around all do jujitsu and i think one of the things back in the day when we always had new people or newer people and we would do classes like mma and stuff 
and you would get to grapple guys that were way bigger than you, but it's their first year jujitsu and they don't know anything. And maybe it's just, you know, people are just being timid or passive or whatnot. But you, if you don't know something, it's incredibly easy to use jujitsu on some, like someone who does not know jujitsu. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's hard to understand if you're not doing it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, the, that's the position our wives, I think are in. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, the one you get to, so she'll never know, I guess. It, no, you don't want her to start jujitsu, man. She's gonna whoop your ass. Like, I tell her she'd be a world champion. I think I think <laughs> my wife could be a world champion in jujitsu. Like, I mean, no, she I, would I, be. Yeah, like, as soon as like white belt, blue belt level, like I think, I mean, maybe masters would be would be the would be the entry where that happens. But like, she would be. She's just naturally athletic. She's got the frame. She has the strength. But, she's probably stronger than I am, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm sure. I'm sure if we did like a bench press contest, she easily would just beat me. <laughs> and we've messed around like a little bit, and like she just has like instincts that like I didn't have for like it takes like two or three years to just beat a couple the, years ago the, the natural human instincts out of you for jujitsu, which are all par- like terribly wrong. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I'm just gonna switch gears on you, James. I actually have this one one question for you. So. I know we all kind of use e-transfers now for money and stuff, obviously. I'm making this sound like it's a bigger deal than it is. But you have some of the most legendary e-transfer questions. So I, I just want to <laughs> I want to ask you, how did you come up with what is probably my favorite e-transfer question? What color are my pubes? <laughs> like I've, I've used it before. That's an original. I, I don't know if everyone and if anyone ever asked me that question and i apologize if uh, anyone did but i feel like that's a james original. are you apologizing man well just for, to pass it off as my own question when maybe it wasn't but I, to me i think it was i think it was a, a james original i came up with that one time i've used it on a few different people <laughs> and it's i <laughs> the amount of uh, entertainment i get for myself when i send that is is worth it alone but i guess i think that the best part of that question is that you immediately force the receiver to picture me naked <laughs> and then like if they have seen me naked now they have like an actual image of me naked and they can like okay well what would he call those brown or would he call those black or like i don't know and so they try one of them and it's wrong they're just like now they're thinking about it again it must be the other one and then if it's somebody that has never seen me naked now they're like really thinking hard they get their own image of what i might look like which i'm just we're at that at the start i'm sorry jordan no no i i actually i was gonna say is like i wish james can see the answers to some of these he sent me two that i can remember one was what is the color of my penis <laughs> and the funny the, the, that's a good one. Yeah. The funny thing about it was I got <laughs> I, it wrong. I, I, I think sure I got it wrong because James. Did you for, say white for those that? Well, no, for those that don't know, James is a white guy. So in my head, I'm like, well, it could be white. Maybe it's a trick question. Maybe the answer is pink. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, for those of us that have them, yeah, those of us that seen them, they're not exactly like I don't know. They're different, like. I don't know how to explain it. They're not exactly the same color as your outside skin. Yeah. 
And then the second one was what color was my asshole? <laughs> so right away, I was like, is that one brown? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> so I would like to see some of the answers these people get put on. I've never gone. I think those that's as far as I've ever gone. And I'm pretty sure I've only ever sent you those two. Questions. Oh, probably. Yeah, I've never gotten that one. The pubes. So I've, I've, what I've, what, what, did, Jordan, what did you put as an answer to the, the, the asshole first, one? The no, first yeah. one, I, I think I put pink and, well, I think I put white and got it wrong. Yeah, and I think I put, been... and then I put pink and got it right. Mm-hmm. And then the asshole one, I think I put, I think I typed in bleached. <laughs> I got it wrong. <laughs> and then, I, and then I, I think I put brown and that was the right answer, but not entirely sure. <laughs> All right. I'm sure, you I'm know sure what? Changes day totally. to day. I feel like this is going to get edited out. It's a pretty clean. No, no, definitely not. No, uh, no. This is my fault. Sorry for everybody listening. There's that, zero was, un- that was uncalled for. All right. <laughs> How do we get out of that? How do we segue from that, Jordan? Please, please tell me. <laughs> tell me. Well, I do have a quick, uh, we do have a segment normally called Top 3. Uh, normally what we do is we try to tell the guests beforehand. Well, we only had one guest. So we try to tell everyone um, involved what the top three is beforehand so they have time to think. But we did very little prep for this episode. So I'm just going to throw it out there and I'll go first. Okay. Uh, you two both have two children now. Yeah. Uh, both have a boy. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with my sister-in-law the other night and I was telling her how easy boys' names were uh, because you can kind of name them anything, I feel. Like, you can name them, like, thug and, you know what, it'd kind of be okay. But girls, they need a, they need a good name because you don't want to become a stripper or something, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> so uh, my top three will be top, okay. three, top three boys' names that... Um, can't be vetoed. Wait, wait you, uh, so you cut off a bit there. You cut cut off a bit oh, there. So okay. what's, what's the top, top three? three boys' names? Okay, that can't be vetoed. So like, if you can name your kid without the influence of your wife, top three names. And you oh, okay, so and you can't use your current kid's name because we're just gonna assume that for was, obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Okay, these names I've talked about with my wife, and she's already been like, "You are nuts. We're not naming your kid that." So my number three name, I'm going to go from least favorite to favorite, but I love all three. Number three is Gunner with an A, like Gunnar, like the good old Mighty Ducks Gunner. Oh, yeah. You told, me, you told me that before. I told you that before. I love it. That's a strong Nordic name. Oh, yeah. I told my wife that. She's like, just kind of laughing in my face. So obviously that's got beat. She'd beat away. <laughs> what? No, that's, yeah, that's a legit good name. I'm not going to lie. I would, I... You know, I, I know what my names are all going to be. Mm-hmm. That I could actually, I would consider bringing that up yeah, without uh, getting to Temi Matumbo by my wife. Exactly. The, like the old finger yeah. right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. My second one. All right. And this is an honor. I've been watching that Yellowstone show like we talked about. Number two is Rip. What the fuck? A rip? That's a rip. nickname. Rip. Rip? Rip's rip. a nickname. It's a name. No, rip. Like Rip Torrance. Rip Hamilton. Right. Rip, Rip Hamilton. Hamilton. There you go. Rip Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that his real name's not Rip Hamilton. His real name's Richard Hamilton. Yeah, it's not his real name. Well, lots of people have nicknames for real names. Okay, so you could call your kid Rippin. No, no, I'm gonna call him Rip. Right? Like in the show, Rip? his name okay. In the show, his name was Rip Wheeler. Rip I, I, Wheeler. Was he a rancher? 
fucking rights he was a rancher <laughs> I, 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 he's a rancher okay he's like bad ass right. the option of having the full version of the name it can be shortened to the to the rip if that's what they like or that's sort of what got but like guys i said i said no vetoes the kid can't veto it that's i want him to be a badass rancher his name is gonna be rip and okay and number one is wheeler (laughs) so the rancher's (laughs) name was the rancher's name was rip wheeler number two is rip and number one is a wheeler and I feel Wheeler, Wheeler would be the best name. Think of it. You can call him Wheels for Nick, like as a nickname. Okay. Yeah. I think. Okay. Wheeler's keep going. Awesome keep going. That's my justification. Good, good friends of ours. They have a dog named Wheels. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. At least someone's using a good hey, name we- for something. Yo, yo. So you know what? There are there, the two top Wheelers in my book. Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, that's right. Famous country. Okay, and then second is a uh, Wheeler from. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Who is he? He's the fire. <laughs> He's the one that everyone, oh, the white guy. He was fire. Wasn't the fire like a Russian girl? No, no. She was wind. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wind. I yeah. remember. Wind. Okay, let's uh, pass yeah. it to James, the next one here. Like, James, your top your top three boys' names that can't be vetoed by your wife. You kind of threw, you just threw this one at me. It's interesting. I can I can verify that they did not send me this beforehand. You think I'd have lots of names? We can go to Brian first if you'd like. No, that's not going to get any better for me. <laughs> uh, we uh, we had a hell of a time naming our kid because we didn't have any. We made a mis- we made a, a mistake of uh, of uh, so our so we made the mistake of our first our first kid our top two name what ended up being our top two names at the time we gave them we gave them both to him which was a huge yeah, mistake. that's a rookie mistake man so like uh one of one of my well we thought it sounded good together so my first kid's name is nathan ryan yeah and oh you went to name your kid ryan i i would have gone with ryan for this oh i'm flattered i'm flattered you just like you know what just just totally flattered anyway go on go on love brian ryan Oh yeah, it's it's in the same neighborhood, man. Yeah, same neighborhood. Just... But anyway, is that so? I, I all the names that speak to me are like names that were like what kids were named when I was a kid. Okay, eighties so like names, eighties early nineties. We, we should clarify: you live in Sher- you lived in Sherwood Park, so we're gonna get some pretty gonna like a lot of hunters. standard white names. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. So yeah. the, I would say one of my so our our go to name uh, that we didn't go with. Uh, for either kid because of uh, um, other people kind of took it around the same time was Evan. I like the name Evan. 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 Really? So we're going to make that number three? Yeah, make it number three. Uh, I like the name uh, Tyler. Tyler. Okay. These aren't exotic in any way. These are like straightforward, except except for the number one name that's always been in my head and it's just like, uh, my wife couldn't wrap her head around it, and neither could I, really, because it's a little, it's a little off for us. But uh, uh, a friend of ours uh, put it in my head before I had the first kid. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh, I know. I don't think I know what it is. Yeah, and he's told each and every one of us this because he never had any boys. Yeah. Uh, but he, he always was lucky. Had- name that he loved and he put this in my head and i thought it was kind of kind of i thought it was a cool name too 
uh, Sebastian, or he would say Sabatian because he's, well, he's Spanish, but that's yeah, how yeah. he said he would pronounce it. And then he's like, he loved all of the variations. He was like Seb, Sebi, Sebastian, Sabatian. He loved, he loved like every single like way you could say it or shorten it. And, and that was always in my head. And the way that he sounds with his accent, our friend Emilio, it's just like, he sort of romanticized the name for me. So it was always there. And I would always throw it out to, to Christina and she'd always be to it. So. You should have called Emilio and get him to say the name to her. She probably would have just like followed yeah. up with it right away. Yeah, been, uh, I should have yeah. initially got him to tell the story. Yeah. That's funny. But, uh, that's been in my head. So yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, when, is it weird? But when you when I think of the name Sebastian, it's uh, that guy in that movie Wild Things with Nev Campbell and whatever I forgot her other name was. His name was Sebastian. For some reason, I always like remember that. Maybe I'm wrong. Wasn't that so Matt Dillon? Fuck, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, I, that's an old movie. Anyway, I would always... Uh, so to me, it's, it just goes back to that movie, so I would never pick Sebastian. But you know what? Sebastian, hey, that's pretty good. Interesting. You're definitely... All three of your names going to be better than mine. So, okay. So this 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 game, this game comes up all the time. Every, time, every single time my brother... When he was having before he had his son, he'd be like, "Yo, I'm gonna have a son. Give me ideas for some names." And I'd always bring this up. At first, it was a joke, but then it was just like, "Yeah, no, I would totally do this." So first one is uh, DeAndre. I, I like that'd be. I I, w- I wish I could pull off something like that, like DeAndre, D'Angelo, of uh, something like that. So DeAndre is number number three. Number two, shit, I don't even know. All right, number two, <laughs> Tayshon. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I like. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why all these names are the ones I would kind of want to choose. But I really want. I, I wish I could. I wish I could. How would you spell that? Tayshon. T a y s h a u n. And yeah, just I uh, Tayshawn Prince. Yeah, another yeah. another famous piston. I don't know if he's famous, famous, but another. Yeah, famous glue guy. You yeah. know, top three. He's definitely so, a glue guy. But yeah, Tayshawn. That's I really like that name. And number one, and I legitimately tossed this one out uh, before we named uh, before we named my son Sharif. 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 Yeah. It's a strong name. It's a, it's a strong Islamic name, and I I feel like that'd be so awesome. It'd be great if uh you know you can call him Reef, Sharif, Sharif, Sharif Kong. Kong. Yeah, totally. It just rolls off your tongue, right? Not kind of. I don't know. Exotic. <laughs> anyway, I like those. So all three of those names are were, and I think I've legitimately tossed out each one of those during the naming process. I definitely feel were, the of the nine names that were tossed out. Rip is the best <laughs> out of all of them. <laughs> Rip. I feel like you guys have seen Seinfeld with George's names. Oh, uh, <laughs> so did he want like soda? Soda, soda seven was his like well, seven was the one the other couple liked. Rip is in that territory. I think Rip's, I know hey. honestly, I think Rip's a great name. No, I, I actually shouldn't say it. If you want to name your kid Rip, do just do it. It won't happen. Hey, my wife, my wife's you should name your kid Wheeler. 
Wheeler, uh, Wheeler, I think is a good name, but uh, Wheeler's a good game. You can probably, get away with that. Wheeler, Wheeler Leach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what we, we should, should get try. into? Do you know what y'all haven't yet? Was that? No, not yet. Wait, wait, yo, do you know what you guys have? No, okay. No, funny story though. So what are we getting into? Uh, our friend Pat, he texted me the other day and he's like, "Hey, congratulations! I didn't know what you guys were expecting." I was like, "Uh, what?" And when he's like, "Oh, he found out from the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I, someone's listening at least. Anyway, oh, sorry, Pat. What we should get into is uh, we're all in the same fantasy football league, the three of us. Uh, we did an interview with James. This is actually our second interview with James. Uh, the first one got kind of lost in the shuffle with Brian's horrible audio. Ironically, your audio is the worst of all three of us today, but that's okay. I don't know. You guys are both breaking up on my end, so it could be the shitty computer I'm on. I think it says Brian's not breaking up on my end, and it sounds like I'm not breaking up on his end, and you're breaking up on our end. Am I? I feel like uh, it's just in general your uh, connection. I think it's actually my computer, but it's all good. I'll send you my Zoom recording, or I'll send you my, not Zoom recording, I'll send you my, uh, whatever this fucking thing is, Audacity. Well, it's not going to matter because it's my audio. That's the shitty one. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week. Uh, so we got a segment called Let's Parlay. And it's where we discuss our fantasy losses and wins, but also potential parlays. But this one is just going to be fantasy. Sorry. I figured we had to introduce it better. Fair enough. Uh, okay. James, you're actually sitting at top of the league. You're in oh, first God. place right now. And when we talked last, you were not, even though you said your confidence was high. Yeah, it was high. It's high uh, every year, fairly. Remains, it, remains. it looks like you're going to win again this week as well. It's true. Who's he playing? Hail Murray. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's easy pickings. He lost to the Wesley Crushers, man. His team's trash. Well, you know who else's team is trash? The Wesley Crushers. <laughs> I am playing them tonight. And I have, I'm right now winning 120 to 63. Brian has one player or two players or a defense and a player left. So I'm pretty sure that's that's in the bag. I would say, and I think Brian would agree, this is one of the worst fantasy football teams he's put together. I feel like I, I'm still trying. So you know what? This is the beginning of this particular league. I'm still trying. So, you know what? I'm okay with that. The thing that I find appalling is my continued faith in Henry Ruggs III. Oh, yeah. He, it's just like, yeah, he yeah, I'm just going to keep putting him out there. Yeah, he's either give me an A or give me an F. It's been all Fs. And after- I, I, So, I was helping my wife set her lineup this week. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to – and I got her to pick up Dallas Goddard. And I should have picked up Dallas Goddard, but I also got to pick up Tua. You should have, yeah. So, anyway, Tua got benched. Is that why? is that why Salish is also at the bottom of uh, of our league this year? The, the, Due to okay. the recommendations you're giving her. I only gave her recommendations this week. The rest of her crappiness on her team, she can own. Sure. She can own that. Hey, yeah, I- no, I'm getting crushed this week. It's not gonna lie. And the only player that did any good is the one that Jordan pity traded me. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. But uh, in our quarterback duel, you had Lamar Jackson. And I had <laughs> the very risky Taysom Hill. And yeah. man, that worked out. I don't know. I could oh, have yeah. been happier with that start today. <laughs> I was going to add Hill. 
to my lineup today. And then I saw that you picked him up. Well, I so had to because I picked up Jameis. Yeah, well. <laughs> so actually, what's going to happen is come Monday, the way I'm kind of doing the math in my head, it looks like the standings come Tuesday morning. Me and James are going to sit one, two. Mm-hmm. James is going to sit at one. I'll sit two. I'll yeah. be alone in first. You'll be alone in first, yeah. Current person I'm tied with is losing again. Is that uh, juice? Yeah, yes, that is juice. Yeah, I- I'm actually going to jump him because of uh, overall points. We'll have the same record. I'm cheering for Jordan if, if anyone cares. James, cheering against you. I can't have you win this league. And Jordan's never won before. So. Never won. Not, not due to lack of trying. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't need, I don't need fans. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, I don't need, I the don't fans. need your encouragement to, to, to win this league. So if you want to cheer for Jordan, that's cool. James, right now, do you think you're going to win it all? Uh, I think it's trending that way. Uh, my, my thoughts are like, definitely, uh, like I'm streaming quarterbacks and I'm streaming tight ends. Uh, I also have difficult decisions when it comes to uh, wide receivers every week because I have like I have about four or five guys I can start, and uh, sometimes that's hard. You like Julio? Did not do good. Julio today. got hurt. Julio got hurt. hurt. Uh, um, I trade. I didn't have Julio until this week, uh, um, and since I have Ridley, I don't. I don't care that much that Julio's hurt. Um, I'm glad. Well. If we would have played each other, if this was the finals this week, if this, yeah, if this was the finals, I would have played you in the finals probably, and I would have won. That's <laughs> true. These days, uh, ability to argue with facts. Uh, yeah, the facts, the facts are in. Oh, I would have won the championship, despite the fact that. Uh, do you want to get into that or do you want to lose friends? Facts are out when it comes to arguing. Uh, I can't argue with that. Dude, it doesn't like it's I don't think facts are out. Don't get me wrong. I don't think facts are out. It's the facts you pay attention to are out. And it's the information you add or omit. That's it. But yes, a lot of just stuff that's not just factual at all that people will should, should we get into this? Do you, do you want to get into this? Yeah. Or do you, you want to keep this about. lighthearted? <laughs> oh, I think you know, Jordan. I think you know. Anyway, there, there, I honestly there, there, was some alternative, there was some alternative facts in one of your previous episodes about the, the U.S. election that were that, that were uh, mentioned. Oh, from Brian, or by me? Mm. By yourself, yeah. What did I say? That was covering the episode. I thought I thought you guys handled it with grace, far better than I could have handled a political discussion. You're hey so w- while we're on it, this is kind of a this is a bit of a, a veer. What is it called? This is a bit of a tangent. But James, you're of all my friends, you're actually one of the more I guess in tuned with politics. You're one of the first uh, friends I've talked to politics about. So, how did you get this interest in politics? An interest? Yeah. Were you always been like this, or did you just you know this was the cool thing to do because your family's livelihood depended on it? Uh. No, I was kind of into politics before my family's livelihood depended on 
political decisions. I think my mom was, I think my grandpa was, my mom was, my mom was a teacher um, in Alberta during the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, which took some hits. And so she was always talking about stuff. And then I sort of started paying attention to stuff. And then, uh, then, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of information at the fingertips these days. So it's pretty, if you're willing to engage, <laughs> it's pretty easy to find <laughs> information. Uh, right it's now. tough. Yeah. I think it's tough to discuss in our, in our current, not, I wouldn't say current climate, but it's just, it, it's so easy to confirm your own biases these days. It's really like, it doesn't even matter what's true. And it doesn't, the facts, facts are irrelevant. It doesn't matter because every, like if you want to believe hard enough that the facts are not right, you will go out and you will tell yourself the facts are incorrect. Mm-hmm. There's so, so I think it's find, harder. You'll find the information to like confirm whatever, whatever's in your brain about that too right and and i i compare the it's very similar to different things but i, I compare like the maga movement in and in, in the u.s to, and to sort of what's been going on and like and how, how much more politically engaged people are uh let's use alberta's example because that's where jordan and i still are you were for the last election uh to how they became politically engaged. So a lot of people became politically engaged because of Trump and a lot of people became politically engaged because of the pandemic and some of the decisions that are being made right now. And I think prior to these two things happening, everyone like, there was like your politically engaged people um, who used to argue with like truths and half truths and confirming their own opinions. And, and then it was like, okay, well, that person, like, I don't agree with their politics, but they have some, like, at least some researched opinions <laughs> in a way where these two things happen where it's like everyone else, which is the most, most people had their head in their head in the sand before, which was, it didn't matter. Probably best to be honest. Like it was frustrating when you'd see low voter turnouts, but it was probably now, now that they've all lifted their heads out of the sand. Now we know that it was best that they just kept them in the sand because they just like, they woke up, they looked around, they just sort of like chased after whatever like was going to be a better situation for them personally. Or the first Sorry, before you keep going, before you keep, I just want to, I just want to clear up. This isn't, we're not like saying, oh yeah, left wing, right wing. Like this is regardless of where you stand on this, this is true on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I, that, what I'm talking about is, yeah, I mean, you, they put their ticket. That's their, true on both sides, for sure. Their, they took their head out of the sands and they just like looked every direction and like whatever was best for them personally or made them more comfortable in their social situations. They just ran that direction. And now everyone's like willing to like fight to the death over those opinions. Um, but it's, it is, I think. I think the best thing, like when the pandemic is over, the best thing that's going to happen is all those people are going to put their heads back in the sand. And when Trump is like, finally, like whatever happens to Trump after, after he's, uh, after January, like all of those people are also going to put their heads back in the sand. And then it's just like normal political like discourse and, and, and uh, hopefully uh, people that are willing to actually look for the truth in situations are the ones having the conversations again. Cause right now it's just ridiculous. Yeah. There's no real conversations happening. I think it's just, we're just yelling at each other. 
And mm-hmm. social media is a great example of that. It's tough to really listen, especially when you've got a horse in this race um, with the pandemic going around and just having like it, it, you can't discuss something when your livelihood is being affected. So I, I, I feel for everybody who's like, it's not just small business owners or whatnot, but you know, people don't think about this, but doctors too, you know, their livelihoods are affected regardless. Yeah. They're highly compensated contractors. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? <laughs> they're still making less money than they thought they would be making. Um, and in some cases, I mean, sorry, not to, not to compare that with people who are making no money, but it's just, it's tough to really stick to those facts in totality when your livelihood is affected. So I, I definitely feel for people who are in that situation. I, I, I kind of, it's discouraging though, that people are just going to put their heads back in the sand. I really thought it was nice when people were engaged because it means it meant you cared, you know, you cared about what was happening to you, what was going on. And with that increased attention, like people are, you know, you're, you're holding your public, your elected officials accountable because their decisions are much more visible now because people are just paying attention to it. So it's going to suck when like bad stuff happens again, but people just don't care because well, it's, it's that old, like it, it's only a problem to me. If, if it's only a problem, if it's a problem to me. So yeah, yeah. I kind of hope people kind of peek their heads out. With social media too. I mean, like you look on Twitter and no matter what the comment is, there's about 50 comments right after it being like, like as some could be as simple as hey you're an idiot or it's like well okay you know what maybe go this, kill yourself yeah maybe this point is like off base but at least have like a decent argument why <laughs> or just tell me why like you don't have to be mean about it right or hence yeah. why like there's i see zero point of arguing anything on social media these days i i sh- like <laughs> i every single time i do something it's just like oh fuck i should, probably shouldn't have done that no <laughs> i was talking to a friend about this beforehand and it was just like yeah man i don't like what's the point literally literally what's the point it's people are going to want to believe what they want to believe and it's just as dumb as that sounds that's the truth man the, the crazy the truth. thing is you can find supporting like something supporting like it might just be somebody else said it or like it was really dumb publication you can find information to support your like totally non-factual opinion and it's like that's it's it's great and that's not going to change like um but it's not i mean and and it's and it's like and and that's even at a it's it sort of trivializes a little bit but i don't know if you guys have seen the social dilemma on netflix no there was like the i haven't seen it the idea is essentially and this is what we kind of already knew but it's just like i mean the platforms are are feeding you information that's just going to keep you there longer right so if you start clicking on shit that's like totally out there and wacko like it's going to keep coming keeping you, keeping you on facebook longer you're just going to get more and more of that info and uh like that's that's sort of the scary thing is that like but that's what people want control, at the end of the day. Like I don't think everyone realizes that's what's happening. They think they're finding the information, or there's all of these people that agree with them, and where it's like the algorithms are kind of just like creating this army of just nonsense, nonsensical people and groups and like flat Earth, yeah. right? 
like the whole flat earth theory is oh, if they didn't they say right in the thing it's like the guy watched a video then he just kept getting more and more videos about it and now all of a sudden it's true to him right it's a thing that, yeah people believe it it's i mean and you'll find info that's probably like i mean for some people pretty convincing Mm-hmm. If you go down that rabbit hole far enough. And that's the thing. It's just like anytime someone brings up a point, like so there's that thing about that person, the the virologist or whatever from England just saying basically debunking COVID, saying it's it's all garbage. And then people are like, Well, no, the whatever governing body he was a member of basically disowned him. But then everyone's just like, Oh yeah, well, that's the that's the party line. That's what they should have told. So it's just it does like I said, it doesn't matter what actually happens, there's always going to be something beyond that because everyone thinks that there's an agenda, which is like, okay, I get it. There, likely there probably is. If I'm an idiot, if, if this turns out to be right in six months, yeah, go for, for sure. I'm, I'm the dumbass. But uh, I just think it's impossible to discuss anything with anybody when you all can't agree on one thing actually being true, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, yeah, just <laughs> I think we're just saying the same thing that we all know. <laughs> so we don't disagree. No, we definitely don't disagree. I think I we actually you and I actually have quite uh div- like not endeavor. We have different political views. I think I think I lean definitely more left than you do, but at the end of the day, like we, we definitely agree on a lot of the like the same stuff. I think it depends on the on the issue. I, yeah, because we're humans, I guess. You yeah. you you wouldn't say that you wouldn't like identify or call yourself. Oh yeah, yo, I'm a total liberal or I'm a total libertarian or whatever like that because you're a human. You yeah, there's some shit I'm very very liberal on. There's some shit I'm pretty conservative on, and that's just about just being a human, right? Chris Rock said it best, and this there's one thing I I learned. Basically, just explain life to me. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's just do something less less uh, stupid right now, less uh, infuriating, and let's hope people come back. But Jordan and I have this last segment. We call it Dad Blog, and it's our adventures in parenting. So we share a story about our children from the week, and then we kind of just riff on it. So why don't we give Jordan the first Dad Blog this week? Uh, okay. Uh, was that? No. You have one, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do actually. Uh, this week comes, okay. uh, it's a little bit of a, an eating story. Um, I don't know what it is about kids, but they'll, why is it that how like they, they desperately want to eat something like, it seems like three or four days in a row. Like this, my, I made, made, I made Monroe craft dinner the other day. That's not the first time I made it for her, oh, but yeah. I made it for her on Monday. And then on Tuesday and Wednesday, she's like, yeah, yeah, I want craft dinner. I want craft dinner. And I was like, no, we're not having craft dinner. We're having chicken or whatever I'm making that day. Then Thursday, I felt lazy. So I'm like, okay, I'll make her craft dinner again. Sure enough, I make her craft dinner. She doesn't want to eat it fucking kid so at that point i was like well do you want an orange like i don't this is my only option (laughs) i have nothing else to give you 
and then, but, and, well i i just i just ate it myself so it seemed reasonable Food's- that's the thing. Food's tough. You can make your kids do a lot of stuff or you can like not do stuff with your kids, but you literally cannot feed or force feed a kid. No. Have you tried that? No. I've done I have. I've my my daughter her mouth would just be puckered shut. No, I'm not eating it. It's just like motherfucker, you're eating this chicken. And you can, as hard as you try, it's like, no, they have sovereignty on that. They don't have to eat anything they don't want to. And that's frustrating. Yeah, I think there's some research behind that. And I like, I, I always had in my head, my mom is such a, like a picky eater. And she says it because she was like forced to stay at the table and eat like shit she didn't want to eat. And like, so I have that in my head. So I don't force it. And my kid eats pretty good. And he likes to try things. So I'm lucky in that, in that way. But yeah, I try not to force him where it's just like, here's your dinner. Yeah, you're gonna eat please, it at the table. Please eat and, it. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to. You don't want to eat it at the table. Then I guess we're not gonna have dinner. And I, I'm lucky that like he's typically hungry enough that like he might throw a fit, but he'll eventually come over to the, the table, and then he'll be like, "No bib." I'm like, "Well, okay. Well, here goes your plate. It's not gonna be at the table." And you're like, "Oh, okay, bib, bib." <laughs> But I'm lucky because he's hungry and he eats good. So uh, if you've already had a picky eater, that's good. That would be tough if you don't want to force feed your kid. But I would agree. Right. Don't do it. So that's that's yeah. That's, that's my quick, got, that's my Jordan? that's my quick one. Yeah, I didn't really have eat. too much time to think about it. But that was the one that stands out from this last week. Anyway, is like she'll eat. It just like her mind changes so quick. Like she wanted it the three days before. She only had it on one of the days. And then all of a sudden on the Thursday, she just doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. Kids so, are assholes. Anyway, yeah, she's <laughs> whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, I got a good one this week. All right. So this uh this this story starts where yours just ended. So last night we all had family dinner at our house. Uh so for those the you guys who don't know, I live in a big um, I live uh, in a house also we're all going to we're all having pizza it was pizza night uh, my mother-in-law makes fantastic gluten-free pizza pizza dough very very BC of her but it's great it's like you don't even notice so we had a uh, pizza and so we made three pizzas we're all eating in the we're all eating in the bakery right now we're just having a good night eating chatting and I noticed my daughter is taking sips out of my mother-in-law's Contigo mug. So like many people, she just like, she has a a Contigo mug that was unscrewed and she had a drink in there. So she had some, that she was drinking in the day. I naturally assumed it was water. (laughs) I'm just, I'm I'm just eating my pizza. Not really noticing, but my daughter like keeps, keeps drinking this water. I'm like, what the hell? It must be good. Whatever. So I, just finish eating and then finally um finally at the, the end of the night my daughter points at my um my mother-in-law's can of cider and she's just like what's that is that for kids and it's like no no that's not for kids that's for grown-ups she's like oh okay and then we're just like lydia what are you what are you drinking oh just drinking oma's cup right <laughs> And uh, so we're just like, hey, Oma, what's in the, what's in there? She's like, well, it's just ice cubes. I'm just like, okay. I'm the, yeah, it wasn't just ice cubes. It was uh, the ice cubes used to keep her cider cold. Yeah. So we noticed that Lydia's 
face started to swell up and her, she's like bright red. She's like completely, a face. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's straight up Chinese bright red and she is she's just like swollen and we're kind of we're we're laughing because she's kind of being a little bit silly right now but then we're kind of nervous because we're like oh we got to kind of get her to uh got to get her some benadryl because i think she's having an allergic reaction which is what this is the asian red face anyways we get her upstairs and uh, we're getting her in a bath we give her the benadryl and then all of a sudden she's just like dad i love you so much <laughs> I'm just like, and then my wife's just like yo i think uh, i think lydia's tipsy <laughs> and it's just like yeah, i think so too so it was funny because she started saying stuff when she was a bit tipsy that i would say a lot when i was drunk so it was sort of a daddy uh, daughter bonding moment but aside from that how were your parents like with you guys when you were drinking like did your parents let you drink their beer or let you drink their wine or no or was there a very big taboo? No, I didn't like. I, I would. My dad would, if we, if we like, were doing some yard work together or something like that. He would. I remember, but I was already pretty old. Like I would have been like 16, 17 when he was. He would, uh, um, like he'd, be, he'd, he'd want to have him. Christina, my wife, always makes fun of me now because after I do some yard work, to this day. It doesn't matter what time it was at or what day it is. It's like, I just did some, some manual labor. I always grab a beer and I don't drink that much at home on my own, but like, it's always, and it's from that. It's just like, we do some, we do some labor around the house and then we would have a beer. And then we started doing that around like, I guess that 14 and up kind of age. But apart from that, no, they didn't really condone. They knew that like, I go to parties and stuff and do whatever and I would fit in but they uh, <laughs> but they they uh uh like they didn't condone it like we weren't until we were of age we didn't like they didn't allow me to have my friends over and drink in the basement kind of thing what about you Jordan when we were older uh yeah I drank when I a little bit when I was younger like when I started playing hockey and we're in those days my dad didn't really care if I was drinking beer or whatever I remember when I was really young though uh, my parents had like a dinner party and I crushed a couple of coolers like thinking it was just juice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just like spun out and just passed out somewhere and felt like garbage. So I don't really remember it too well, but I was pretty young. Like how old? Like eight, nine? No, younger. Like I think what? I, I could have been like, I, was... I would have been like five, maybe five or six. And I thought like it was ju- like I was drinking juice. I just crushed a couple cans of it. And Around the same age as, as Brian's daughter got drunk for the first time. Pretty much, yeah. She's three, but anyway. But back then, <laughs> it's funny, my... back then it was probably what? a bit more reasonable. Uh, back in it that was... time, it's probably it's probably happened more often than we thought. Compared no, to yeah, well, <laughs> for my wife, it was just like, no. I think one thing she told my daughter was, no, we don't drink that. You can drink that when you go to church. Yeah, yeah, the blood of God. It was like what a is tab. It? The blood of Christ. Uh, yeah, the blood of Christ. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Yeah, no, but it was totally like when I was a kid. It was just like not even you didn't even touch alcohol until you were of age. I don't think I had a first drink. My first drink was probably when I was, I guess. Okay, so I was seventeen, but my parents definitely didn't know about it. <laughs> All right. you, you didn't have like a safe crowd or something. I was I was 18 by the time it was safe grad. I actually missed safe grad. I got too drunk during real grad. 
<laughs> just like most events I've seen you at. <laughs> you have, do you have a dad blog, James? Anything you want to share with us that's happened okay, to you this week? Story? Yeah. Uh, well, I had a pretty uh, big rude awakening back into babyhood this week, but there was a uh, there's actually a story that reminded me that Jordan was a part of with the first baby, but uh, <laughs> and you'll know, you'll know the story after I start telling this story because I had a similar like something similar happened this week, well, not similar but like a similar result. So I'm changing the infant and he's like I don't know he's a week and a bit old at this point, oh. and uh, we have the secret change room in our changing station in our pantry. And then uh, my older kid, who's two and a half, was on the couch. And he plays it pretty risky these days on the couch. It's like one of his toys where he's always like crawling along the top of it and like flipping himself around from the back and pulling himself up. But we have a concrete floor, so it's very hard. And we're always just like, be careful, be careful. You're going to fall. But he hasn't actually fallen. He's had some close calls. Uh, He's fallen backwards, but to the throw rug side and landed on his bum and it was okay where i'm changing the kid all of a sudden giant thud silence for like a second (laughs) oh man and i wasn't watching him because i was changing the kid who is now like like taking his diaper off he's peeing like into the open air thud happened (laughs) and i was like oh shit and Christina's actually out walking the dogs. So like I'm soloing it. This was like the first solo like happening with the two, like two kids happening. And so he's all of a sudden screaming at the top of his lungs. So he's legitimately hurt. I don't know what he hit. And uh, I'm assuming his head, which is, is, is his body part of choice to hit. And, uh, and so he's screaming and just standing there. Like he's frozen because he's just like scared and, and it hurts and like but so then I have like my naked infant I run out into the main living area and I was like oh my god what like what hurt what's hurt and he's like my head and and then uh but we pulled it together I got him on his he has his tower and I got him to come in and like he was he was still screaming but like he was standing at the top of the the tower as I was finishing the change job but the story that it reminded me of, because it was Nathan falling off of a couch, was Jordan was helping me back at the old condo. And this is when we had our first one. And he was about a month old, probably. And we would kind of put him, like, prop him up on the couch. We do it all the time. And it made it prove to be unsafe. But we prop him up on the couch against, like, uh, my wife has this feeding pillow thing. And he never budged. Like, he like would never, like, come close to falling off the couch and he's one like he's one month old he's an infant jordan and i are like and he was sleeping jordan and i are like uh and the only reason i don't feel bad is because my wife also did this but so it wasn't like my invention that we, we would prop him up so jordan and i were dealing with some plumbing issue all of a sudden this giant thud and then like some crying <laughs> and, then, and then my one-year-old or one month old infant is like laying on the ground. He can't move at that age. Nope. And so like, I feel like, and this is the first time I've ever been a parent. I didn't realize how many more times he would fall throughout his life. But yeah. like, I was like in shock. Jordan is like also your wife, like Raina was pregnant at the time. You're also just like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I just saw it fall off the couch. 
and like we don't know what to do he won't stop crying and then my dog the <laughs> yeah. starts heaving and jordan's like what's her problem and i was like oh so my dog started puking well, this all is happening in the middle of the floor. And I think to this day is because she also couldn't handle what was happening. <laughs> She's shocked. She's in trauma She's too. The floor. So anyway, it came full circle with the new one. And it, well, it was just Nathan falling off the couch again. That's awesome. I say those stories to make other dads feel better about uh, accidents. They may be partially or fully responsible for. Yeah. I, uh, Doomsday device my kid too, so it's all good. I totally understand. <laughs> Onto a concrete floor as well. So on to, well, not a concrete floor, it's carpeted, but let's be well, real. She's fine now. Thin carpet over concrete. But yeah, she's fine. We've she's killed some brain cells, but it was probably for the best. I don't want her too smart. <laughs> she can't be smarter than me. That was another one I was pretty much right beside you for, and I'm just like in complete shock. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> like what just happened? Anyway. This is when you were over your head by accident, right? Oh yeah. All right, so uh, all right, so we got that's dad blog for the week. <laughs> Don't drop your kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go back to where we started, and that was the podcast length beer review. So, James, what's the verdict? Uh, it's it's good. It's keep in mind, blind man supports uh, supports one of our favorite political parties. Anyways, just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna shut up. Okay, go ahead, blind man. Uh, the uh, it's it's okay. It's not as uh, as good as some of the other session ales I've tried. Um, probably won't go back to it. Uh, so it'd be a little to the drink- right of what you normally drink, eh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a good way to put it. So right. Okay. So if you were to grade your your session ale, uh, this can be any grading system you want to use. Okay. So I'll have two scales. The first scale is just one to 10 on general. Like, is this a good beer? On that scale, it's probably a six. Oh, wow. On the scale of session ale specifically. Oh, no. I'll give it a three. Oh, wow. You know what? James has a pretty, I've learned from an early time hanging out with James. He's, he's got a pretty, quite high standards, actually. He's a tough ranker. He's a tough ranker. That's when you know what? We will just leave it at that. He's a tough ranker. All right. So as an overall beer, it's a six. And as a session ale, it's a three. Okay. Jordan. Uh the Holstein or Holston. Uh it was good. Uh I think I liked it actually a little bit better than the Erdinger. 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 Erdinger, yeah. Erdinger. Uh I don't know what I rated the Erdinger. Uh, I know you had some stupid system last time. You wanted to use like thumbs or stars or something like that. It's just whatever. It's just whatever your your system. Is. Uh, Everybody gets their own. Okay, well I'll go. I'll give it a. I'm gonna go to a ten point, the ten point system, and I'm gonna give it a six point four. Wow. And if I could read, so if I remember, is that a James six point four or is that a Jordan six point four? Jordan six point four, which is yet to be determined on how good that is. But the Erdinger, I'll give it a six point one. So they're close. Oh, okay, they're close. Right. So this the whole, this one's better. This one's slightly better. I liked. I enjoyed it a bit more. All right. Now, is your scale a scale of six to seven, or is it? A scale <laughs> no, it's a scale of one to ten. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 
that's where I'm starting with those two, and then we'll gauge from there. All right. We'll find, we'll find next podcast if you also have, have given it six point something. Well, we'll see. If it's not a German purity law beer, maybe it goes up or down. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So my beer today is the Solaris White Peach Ale from Phillips. All right. And on a scale of zero to Pink Whitney mixed with a strawberry bubbly, this beer is honestly a solid... maybe (laughs) i don't know it it reminds me of the alley cat ale uh the apricot ale isn't that good though yeah it's good you enjoy that don't you yeah i enjoy it but points off for innovation like you gotta give a little bit for innovation so peach ale all right bc flavor is actually not bad like this is a very easy drinking beer i think most people most people who don't turn red face would enjoy this on a regular basis. I, I feel slightly intoxicated, which is like, I'm slightly ashamed. It's 4.3% alcohol, but Hey, whatever. So yeah. Now, would 2. you say 9. that, this, would you say that's a summertime beer? This is definitely a summertime beer. This is not a winter beer, but it is plus four out here still. So this is an Edmonton summer still technically. Lucky. All right. Well, that does it for a podcast length beer review. And I guess we should uh, bring this podcast to a close. We just want to thank you, James, for joining us for a third time. Is this your third time here on the podcast? Second time. Second time. Second time. Second time. <laughs> first, first, I hope this one makes it. Uh, I hope this one gets published. Yeah, It will. There, there have been some audio issues on my end, but it looks like I think we're going to pile through and get it on there. So we should be okay. This is it. They weren't near as bad as what, what Brian's were that first week. No, uh, you guys are break. I might be breaking up on your end, but mm-hmm. uh, on my end, I'll be. I'll sound clear since I'm recording. So, and how do we sound on your end? Uh, you guys sound pretty good. There's a few pauses uh, in there, and I think it's just because I'm on this old computer because my other one was updating, and I actually like the the Wi-Fi adapter has gone on it. So I have one of those aftermarket little antennas sticking out of it. So that's probably the reason why. All right. But anyway. Well, thank you, James, for joining us for uh, episode three of, hey, don't touch that. I'm Brian. I'm with Jordan. Thank you all for listening to us. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, or whenever you listen to this thing. You can find us on Spotify, what else are we on again? Google Music. Uh, Apple. We're on Apple, whatever their format podcast is. We're on iTunes? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Get us on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Yeah, Apple. I'm like, Apple, what is it called? <laughs> uh, only the most famous one there probably is. So. You got, are you not on Google Podcasts yet? You're... I don't know if well, we're Google on Google Podcasts. Is... There's a couple other smaller ones we're on, but mainly Spotify and okay. iTunes. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we're on next time, but please feel free to like, give us a review, subscribe. So that we can get our uh, 20, twenty. We're we're up to eighteen. We're up to eighteen estimated uh, listeners. Awesome. So uh, two more, and we might have a sponsorship. Finally. We might have our first sponsorship. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe, and uh, yeah, have a good night. Later. <laughs>